we're back to doing my best with Michael Joyce. And I'm back from wiping my daughter's butt. This is actually my second attempt at recording. The first one was interrupted by a a visit of the nighttime pooper. Occasionally, you just kind of want to fight a child. I was at the playground, and this little boy shoved my daughter down right in front of me. And she goes to the ground. She was okay. But it was a, it was a hard shove. And in my mind, I'm just like, am I? I think I'm about to hit, to punch a four-year-old. I'm a, yeah, I'm about to punch a, like, I was upset. I, his dad came over. You know, he, like, sort of apologized. But he didn't seem that concerned. And then I wanted to fight the dad. But he was, he was, pre, he, he looked pretty strong. He looked like he could handle himself. So I was like, all right, I'll. I'll start a fight next time the kid's at the playground with his, like, grandparents or something, you know? If he's with his 85-year-old granddad, then I'll... Then you'll pay for this. It's tough, man. Did you hear about that bully? That some dad, I think it was in Texas. His dad in Texas went to defend his kids from a bully, and the bully shot him. What the hell? It's already hard enough not being a coward. I don't want to see news stories like that. Now I gotta go to a playground packing heat. <laughs> so we have uh, we have some listener questions, and I I thought I'd switch it up a little this week. I uh, brought on my lovely partner Lauren, who you you met in a previous episode of doing my best and. She uh, she helped me answer some pressing listener questions. Um, so let's let's go to her right now. Here's Lauren and I answering a listener question. Hi, I'm I'm here with uh, my partner Lauren. Lauren was just telling me how it's hard tracking the the styles and the brands of of housewives because it's ever evolving. To clarify, the styles are not difficult to track. Just the brands. The brands that the housewives start while on the show can be hard to track because they're... They launch and fail? Forever popping up. Yeah. That's a lot of them. You can always... I mean, there's always going to be the same types, like wine, jewelry, you know, flowy tops or caftans, <laughs> things like that, but <laughs> it's just top. hard to track who's is who. Okay. So that they the housewives have the market cornered on... Wine and flowy tops, and jewelry. No, but what's the, what's the most um, unique product that you've you can think of that a housewife has launched? Is there anything like um, the the current franchise I'm watching now? Dallas mm-hmm. had a pink dog food. Pink dog food. That's pretty good. That's it failed miserably. I think it was like making the dogs shit pink. <laughs> Um, that's funny yeah it was not it it was not not great and i think she's trying to do something else now but i can't i was like pink dog food that's not a bad idea but then i'm like oh you no i think she was like dyeing it with cranberry or something did she not give it to a dog and then see the pink poop like didn't seem like there's a lot of testing huh there (laughs) she was wearing a lot of laboratory gear throughout the season she had goggles it seemed like there was some testing going on 
but or I she guess, like it didn't put, turn my poop pink. i guess once it hit the shelves you know do you think she was eating the dog food first i think she probably tasted it i think that you know once it gets into mass production and quality control mm-hmm. um goes out the window you just you know it's hard to say yeah gotta gotta pluck a few cans off the line and not everything is going to be a skinny girl margarita you know no well maybe someday turning your dog's poop different colors will come into fashion like like people like dyeing their hair so maybe you know i don't see that you don't see that catching on i just can't see um a market for that i i maybe i'm (laughs) short-sighted the future man so lauren agreed to uh be recorded on two conditions one that we leave the housewives on on mute and number two was that we did this from the bed (laughs) so (laughs) (laughs) i happily agreed but anyways lauren thank you for for joining me we're just doing the real quick um i thought maybe i can get you involved with the listener questions and you are, have always been and will continue to be the wiser one of this, of this duo. So I thought maybe we could tap into some of your, your knowledge here. All right, this question is from Ryan. And Ryan, he says uh, that What's his, Ryan's last name? I don't like to reveal that on okay. the podcast. Okay. I don't want people to add Listener privacy? Yes, sure. it's very important. Actually, okay. the, the name has been changed too. Okay. So this is more of a Ryan in the general sense. But Ryan says that his wife wants to have a kid, but he's asked, can I get a dog instead? And what do you think? How much... Ryan's wife wants to have a kid. Mm-hmm. And he's and not Ryan's ready. Ryan's not ready. He doesn't feel like he's ready. So he's suggesting a dog. Mm-hmm. He wants to see if he can swap in a dog. Sure, I think that's a great idea, Ryan. Um, well, oh, you weren't expecting that answer. Well, I, I, I guess not. I mean, I don't know about the language Ryan's using about swapping in a dog, <laughs> but I think uh, potentially testing things out with a dog is a good idea. And I think maybe Ryan didn't mention Ryan's partner's name, but I think maybe, um, you know, showing some interest in putting something else besides yourselves mm-hmm. into the picture is a, a great a great idea i think we, we had i think a lot of people get dogs <clears throat> before having kids to to test the waters it definitely we makes, got a, i mean we got a dog before that i i was getting i was getting there yeah i remember we it definitely stopped us from being able to sit at the bar all day um, yeah, it went from eight hours to like six hours. <laughs> six hour chunks, yeah. yeah. And uh, you also like would cry every time the dog got sick. You would like, not you, we, you know, uh-huh. like every time you it's really start to worry. Every time it's poop turned pink, <laughs> you'd shell out for the pink dog food in the beginning. Yeah. Um, in the beginning, you wanted us to cook the meals. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, we you, were gonna you feed. experiment with Real Housewife dog food um, <laughs> before going to, you 
know, Costco brands. Yeah, I think it's a great idea, Ryan. You have my support. There you go, Ryan. I mean, how much time do you think that's going to buy, Ryan? <laughs> Get uh, it I together, mean, Ryan. maybe Ryan's partner will be like, I don't like this. I'd like to travel without having to board my dog. Um, you know, and then you'll think, how could I ever love anything as much as my dog? And then the next thing you know, you hate the dog. And you're wondering... <laughs> Okay, now this is projection. <laughs> what are you going to do with the dog for Christmas? And why is the dog sitting Licking on all your new furniture? On a new couch. Why does the dog like to lick yourself himself? When you're trying to report record a podcast at night and the dog's deep throating himself. You yes. Start, you start second guessing it. But I remember when we first got the dog and people were like, oh, that's a starter, baby. You're going to have a kid soon. And I'm like, no, guys. Yeah, I was like, fuck you guys. Let me live my life. I love dogs. I guess we had the dog for, what, two years before you got pregnant? Maybe not even. Who knows? You get some really cute pictures if you have a kid after. And the dog with, like, snuggling with the kid. That's always cute. It's good for some likes. Yeah, I don't know the last time I photographed Chevy. Yeah, he's... People worry about the disappearing mom, but this dog had disappeared years ago. We Like, if if he ran away, we would not have any recent photos to put on the phone. <laughs> It'd be like this... this I don't know we'd if have I could even force software. out a whimper for him. I'd be like, Chevy, Chevy come back. Okay. Come back when you're ready. <laughs> Our door is always open. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to use that like uh, that aging software that they use for the kids. Who've been using <laughs> yeah. for 10 years. This is our dog. I just like paint a beard on his <laughs> picture. Ah, uh, that poor dog. Yeah, and then yeah, so get the dog, see how it feels. I guess to be responsible for something, and and who knows? Maybe you'll you'll learn. A little bit about yourself and, and see test kind of whether you're ready and then if you are you'll have a kid and then regret having that dog <laughs> getting that dog uh years later yes yes or, that... or just have the baby and skip the dog but sounds like you're having some hesitation so go ahead and punish yourself <laughs> you deserve it for not knowing what you want go ahead um, okay, that's great advice. See, that's why I had you on. Great advice. <laughs> so this one is this is for me, uh, our our oldest daughter, Frances. She keeps on asking me. Um, she keeps on asking me. Uh, you're not gonna get old, are you? Am I gonna get old? And I'm like, no, you're not getting old. You're just growing up. And she's like, and you're growing up. And I'm like, well, I'm I'm, I'm getting older, but excellent question. And then, are she... you growing up, Michael? No, I am. I was like, I was. I wanted to be like, no, honey, I'm decomposing. <laughs> That's, I'm slowly withering. Um, and then she asked me if I was gonna die, and I was like, not for a long, long time. And then she started crying, and then I was like, I'm this not gonna really die. Happen? I'm not gonna die. Yeah, this happened like two nights ago. And so basically, we landed on neither of us are gonna die or get older. So I lied. You shouldn't have done that. Good night, everybody.
<laughs> yes, I know I shouldn't have, but it was a bedtime, and I tried telling her the truth. I guess I just was trying to think, what's a better way that I can This explain, was a real learning opportunity. Explain mortality. I mean, I tried. I said she was growing up. I said I was telling her about the circle of life and how... I think you just have to keep it simple. I don't think you need to bring up the circle of life. I was saying how my decomposing body will give nutrients no, to the ground. No, you did not. And, no, no, I didn't. But, yeah, sometimes I can get a little granular. What's what's your simplest, simple, you know, simple way of putting it? I think I would just say, like what I usually say to her, is you don't have to worry about this. You're very young. You're very healthy. You go to the doctor because you're very lucky and privileged that you can go to the doctor. Mm -hmm. You eat good foods. You exercise. You don't have to worry about dying right now. Is that what you're telling her or telling yourself? Uh, that's what I tell her. <laughs> and so, and she always says, I'm, I don't have to worry about dying right now. I'm young. I'm healthy. And then if she asks me, I say, I'm also young. We don't have to worry about that right now. Everybody's body stops working someday. It's more about saying like bodies stop working. And then about different kinds of sick, like big six and little six. Because when someday her relatives die, we need to explain that they got sick, a big sick, and that their bodies stop working, and that they're not going to come back. Because kids can get confused when you start bringing in like spirituality and things like that mm -hmm. into thinking that one day they'll come back. Well, I think we've all learned something now. I'm going to go wake her up. <laughs> Hey, you we, are going you are to die. die. <laughs> hey, and me too. Me too. But hopefully before you. <laughs> if everything goes according to plan, I will die a long time before you do. Good night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. So sorry. what was your question? <laughs> that was it. What should I say? And you fixed it, but after I already told her the wrong thing. Um. But that's all right. I think I'll get another swing at it. Hopefully, you know, this won't be the thing that she remembers for the rest of her life. She'll bring up her pretend dead grandma soon who made her delicious meals. <laughs> and you can, yeah. you can revisit it She's then. She invented this, this grandma. She's like, and my other grandma? And she made me the best meals. Oh, they're so delicious. But she's dead. Do you miss her? She's like, what? Where is this from? But we do miss that grandma. Yeah. We miss that grandma who Every cooked her day. delicious meals. We laid a little Frances candle. is very lucky that both of her grandmothers are still with us. So. Yes. So she had to invent a dead one. <laughs> yeah. It's your privilege to invent a dead grandma. <laughs> so. Well, thank you so much, Lauren. I feel like people learned a lot. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Now, I will let you <clears throat> turn the volume back on to the housewives. And uh, my, my legs are falling asleep. Well, thank you, and thank you to the listeners. Thank you, listeners. You hear that? You hear that? 
And that's the fire alarm. Goodbye. I'm happy to report that that fire alarm... It was the fire alarm, but it it's only been going sporadically off at night. Like, it goes off once, and then it doesn't. Just like one beep. And then it doesn't go on. So there was no fire. The fire alarm may or may not be working. I'm going to get some new batteries and replace it. I texted my landlord about it. I was like, can you send the electrician over? She's like, just put in some new batteries. So we'll see. This week on the podcast, we have Billy Wayne Davis, a very funny comedian uh, and father. He's He's been on Conan. He was in the latest Borat movie. But we had a we had a great talk, so so let, let's bring him on right now. Here he is, Billy Wayne Davis. Hey, perfect. I'm. Yep, it is perfect. It's perfect because I'm here with uh, Mr. Billy Wayne Davis. Billy, how are you doing? I'm well. How are you, sir? I, you know, I'm good considering <laughs> the state of the world. Like, you know, it's a luxury to be all right and right. I guess. Well, I think it's always a luxury to be all right. I get you're right. You're right. Even if there wasn't a pandemic, I I should be counting my podcast blessings. It's okay if we're gonna be honest <laughs> about living as human beings in comfort. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's the best time to be alive ever. Oh, so, I yeah. mean that's not even. That, yeah, it's not even close. That shouldn't even be discussed, I don't think. It's like, that is like, like <laughs> it's better today than it was yesterday. And that's crazy to say, but it's true. It is true. But I just mean, like, like I've, look. See, what I appreciate about you, Billy, is I ask how you're doing, and then you, like, you get honest. You're honest about it. Well, that's what we're doing podcasts. Like, of course. If we are just talking, I'd probably just be like... <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> Which is, like, true. Do you know yeah, that? Like, yeah. I'm not good at parties. No. <laughs> I was when I was drinking, but I am, I've realized that I'm an introvert without alcohol. It's like, well, I don't. This is no place for me. <laughs> really, you, were a, you were a big extrovert in your drinking days? I just think it, uh, Yeah. No, that's just a nice way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, Billy was really uh, extroverted last night. He was uh, when he put that hole in my wall. Very big extrovert. I don't. I wasn't. No, I wasn't like a put a hole in a wall kind of guy. Mm-hmm. I was a the 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 evening didn't end kind of guy. Mm, ah, I see. You didn't want the party Until, to end. And oh no! Until I was, till I couldn't go anymore. That was my thing. <laughs> oh, that is. Um... But I was. A, I would talk to anyone. It wasn't like. Then I think that's towards the end is why I quit. You know, stuff happened to me in my life. So, what the reason I drank changed, and then you know when mm-hmm. that happens, when you get sad, you shouldn't drink. <laughs> yeah, when it stops being like, hey, this is fun. What you do, well, what I figured out is what you do when you're sad is you make it fun for a while. And then some people are good at turning that off and being like, okay, we got through it and then we'll go home. But if you're like me and you like to party all night when you party, then 
the sadness comes back out. <laughs> yeah. You make it and over the like, hump, oh, but then it's it, yeah. The it's cycle not, continues. Is, people are like, yeah, it's a ride when you're, and you're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know. So then eventually you're like, this got to stop. Oh, uh, well, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad you're here. This is for parents, me. right? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a parenting podcast but we we do have uh non-parent parental listeners people who are just interested in you know i th- I feel like we all deal with kids in one way or another whether you like it or not so we kind of uh, I, address that i think you have to yeah it's a part of life i think okay we probably have friends that don't have kids and mm-hmm. i think there's like a there's like several types of those friends. Yes. Like the friends that don't want kids and are very okay with it, but they are like, hey, you know, you got kids. I don't mind them. This is not my thing. Mm-hmm. You don't really hear much about any of that decision. Yeah. Then we have those friends who are who are just constantly trying to convince themselves they don't want kids <laughs> by telling you. They don't want kids. They don't want kids. Yeah. Do, you, do you know that where you're like, I don't, oh, yeah. I don't care either way. Why do you keep t- yeah. Oh, this oh, is not, trying I to convince don't have to be here. Yeah. Do yeah. <laughs> that if they were partying all night, that's what they would, that was what they would be talking about at like 4 a.m. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's just some single, yes, a couple single people and like a married couple who are just good at partying. Like, they're still here, but I'm fine. We're up. <laughs> and just one dude doing lines being like, listen, it just doesn't make sense. And you're like, yeah, man. No one here is trying to make you have kids. <laughs> no one thinks you should, actually. Yeah. What, <laughs> no one here thinks you should have so Billy, if we could uh, if we could start at the beginning of the, the the Billy Wayne origin story a little bit, so people can get to know what's uh, what's your first memory, like of all time. Yeah, just the first thing that comes to your your mind when I ask that. Um, this uh, just the first house we lived in. Nice, like kind of that. Just like. It's not one memory. It's like mm-hmm. just a lot of from that house. Like, uh, like, like mental images almost. Yeah, almost. Uh, and Do they're you... probably from pictures and <laughs> yeah that I've seen. And then there's also like, yeah, there's just like the first part of my life. I think is defined by that. What you know, uh... four or five years. Are you like imagining like your crib or like I I remember the first house I lived on we had little twisty stairs that went up to the second floor you know like the twist around and that's like cool. my most vivid memory of that house is like because I was very young but I remember the twisty stairs are there anything that stick out for for you in the it was the backyard mm-hmm. probably I spent a lot of time in the backyard okay I could see that you're still kind of yeah. a backyard guy yeah I guess so yeah um, great backyards. It's a through line yeah, of your like, life. I, yeah, I guess. Yeah, and then there's like, uh, there's a certain Christmas where I got a train set I wanted that is very vivid. And I'm sure if I smelled stuff, I could go right back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I should send a, like a little sensory pack to everybody who's doing the podcast. Like, <laughs> smell this, and what do you think? What do you remember? Oh. 
just like <sighs> products from that. And you're like that yeah. time period. You're like, oh my goodness, yeah. <laughs> what you grew up in Tennessee, right? Yeah, East Tennessee. East Tennessee. That's big. That's a big difference in West Tennessee. It really is. Is it? Uh, yeah. It it it's something that. That's funny that like people from Tennessee will definitely like correct you. Yeah, yeah, I could tell you're like East Tennessee. Let's get that straight. Well, it just it if you understand, I guess if you understand Tennessee, it like even describes like a better part of, you know, it mm-hmm. kind of describes who I am even better, if that makes sense. What would you what would you um describe East and West? What's 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 the Tupac uh, uh Biggie Smalls breakdown there? Uh, well, the East Tennessee, East Tennessee is the foothills into the Appalachian Mountains. Ah, okay. So that geography is different. I get it. And then there's kind of rolling into plain. The Middle Tennessee is kind of rolling hills. Mm-hmm. Uh, into then there's this like flat in West Tennessee into the Delta into the Mississippi. Okay. Like Memphis is. West. And it's also like what people don't understand. Also, Tennessee's a weird state. It's like two or three hours north and south to mm-hmm. get through it, but then it's like eight hours to get from one tip to the other. Damn, that's like driving yeah. through Florida. Yeah, it is. It's like yeah, wow. it's just a Florida, but it's sideways. Sideways Florida. That's a great yeah. <laughs> description of Tennessee. What um, did you have like a blank year or like a, any comfort item growing up? Yeah, I have a, uh, my son still has it. It was a, uh, it's a dog in a train engineer's <laughs> overalls and hat, and uh-huh. it's, it says Casey Jones on it. And Yeah, my son still has it. Oh, that's awesome. Did you just, like, yeah, carry so. it around everywhere, or did, I mean, it's pretty, it's got to be pretty well um, uh No, maintained. it wasn't like a, it wasn't one of those things where it was like, I needed to have it to sleep or any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. It was I always had it, and then it made some moves, and then at that point it was like, oh, we're hanging on to that. <laughs> so, so gr- growing up in Tennessee, um, did you? I mean, I, I I'm uh, you're saying East Tennessee, so so foothills, Appalachia. I'm I'm imagining. You know, like g- huge green spaces and and uh, more country. Is that or that's, is that accurate? That's pretty accurate. Yeah. Did you do you have like hollers it took there? Like two or? two or three hours to mow my my lawn. Two or three. Okay, yeah. That's I w- I grew up in Ohio. It was about a th- two to three hour process myself. Um, yeah, and now we pay somebody to do it, and it take it takes them like twenty or thirty minutes. <laughs> well, they got the the big industrial ones, though. You know, they're. And the guy with the shirt it's off and the shades on, and it's impressive to watch him come in and come out. Um, but there is a part of me that's like, it's really no time at all to do it <laughs> because I grew up like it's. But my wife, like Aaron, I think she's been on the show. Aaron, yes, she's the one that because I fought it for so long. She was like, "I'm just pay someone. It's just not a," and I was like, "It's." It takes no time. And then I was gone on the road, and she hired someone <laughs> when I was gone. And then they came and did it, and I was like, it is nice just to walk out and it's done, <laughs> I'll be honest. So I got used to it really quick, where I was like, ah, I kind of – I'm sure when I get done, 
living, I'll start mowing yeah. serious again. Yeah. But it, my dad just got, he's retired. He just got a really nice mower. And at first I was like, what the fuck? Oh, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it's what Forrest Gump did when he, he yeah. retired. It's yeah. like a fun thing to do. You're just like driving, but you're not. Yeah, you know, you're outside, but you, you get some gasoline fumes. <laughs> and no one can really talk to you because it's loud. Yeah, like it's probably, yeah. it's great. Actually, <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Good for my dad. <laughs> smart guy. He is smart. What was um? What was like the your the parenting style that you kind of grew up in? Were you kind of allowed to roam free or or? Um. Not really. I mean, everything was pretty structured. As far as like roam free country, like as far as like. Yeah, country stuff, yeah. You just go wherever you wanted as long as you weren't an idiot. Mm-hmm. And it kind of told people where you're at. Yeah, and that, I mean, yeah, that's very funny. I haven't thought about that, but yeah. Like, there's no way my kids could do or go some of the places that I, the way I was allowed to. Where were you like, allowed to go? Did you have, like, uh, we had, like, an apple orchard through the woods from us, so, like, sometimes we'd, like end up on this orchard and then the orchard dog would start chasing us and we had to run away yeah i mean it all depend on whose house you were at because mm-hmm. everyone had there was always like woods nearby which okay. helped mm-hmm. and there's always like some neighborhoods had like trails and stuff if there were a bunch of kids that was my friend david he had like a he had a pretty nice situation there in brookhaven that was his neighborhood uh it was just a fun, I, I, that's funny. I just remember that neighborhood being fun. <laughs> you were like, like, excited when, when you got to go to a, a kid's house in Brookhaven? Oh, yeah, because you were playing with everybody. Yeah. yeah. Everybody lived in Brookhaven. Because they were, they were like kind of closer, but there's like woods in between certain things. So I'm sure now it would be so tiny if I looked at it and be like, <laughs> I thought this was like Sherwood Forest. <laughs> But it was like you ride your bikes to go see the, like Travis lived over here and Evan was over, you know that kind of stuff. And then that was a fun neighborhood. Mine was like because there was like more farms in the community I lived in in our county, mm-hmm. so it was a little farther away, which is kind of a nightmare when you're younger. But then yeah. as you got older, it was fine because everybody had a car or whatever. So. Yeah, I. I... I was in a similar thing. Like my house was eight tenths of a mile off the the main road. So until I was like 16, you know, I was like, <laughs> we're either hanging out in this wooded area or I I'd go to a friend's house, but I couldn't like walk to a store. It would take four hours, you know? I remember one time we snuck out when I was like 14 and I say snuck out, like we left a note on the TV in case my mom woke <laughs> up so they didn't worry. Yeah, that's nice. But we didn't wake them up to tell them we were going to do it. Yeah. We were just like, <clears throat> we're like, oh, if they wake up, let's tell them what, they'll be mad, but they won't call the police and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, in our, you know, in your dumb brain, I guess we were 14 or 15, we were going to TP this girl's house, but mostly we were just hoping that we all, like, her and the friend that she had over would be awake, and then, you know, yeah. we'd all make out or what you know i'm sure that's the plan <laughs> but it was so much farther than we thought it was <laughs> that it was like, like the next day we came back and they didn't no one knew we were gone or anything and like we we went to take my friend back to his house and we're driving back and i was like i was like did you guys know we were gone 
And he was like, what? My dad my dad was cool <laughs> about that stuff. He was like, what? And I was like, oh, cool, so you didn't see the note or anything. He was like, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> yeah, I told him we drove by and saw the house, and he was like, you guys walk from our house to that house and back? He was just more like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever, like, that's so far. <laughs> you should have stolen the car. Well, I think that's what he was yep. like. You said, I would have taken you and dropped you. Like, <laughs> God. It was like, it was like three and a half miles. Damn. We, yeah, it was dumb, but we were just, you know, kind of horny. Oh, yeah. That, didn't, and didn't understand what it was. The hor- we horniness like, well, of a 14-year-old boy will, will <laughs> is two enough of fuel them. to, oh, two of them. Yeah, that's enough fuel to drive 40 miles or walk 40 miles and, and back, you know. That's, and uh, not know what you're doing. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you end up yeah. TPing the house, or was she sleeping? What What happened? No, we just talked to her. Oh, she was up then, though. Yeah. Did you like throw rocks uh, against the window? My friend did. Yeah. Classic. He was. He knew how to do horny stuff way better. <laughs> he was like, so far advanced. <laughs> he had the black belt and horny. Well, you look back. You know, when you look back, and you're like, oh man. Nick was good at that stuff like, <laughs> at an early age. Like he had an idea of what it was going on way before anyone else did. Uh, so if we could uh, fast forward to now, right, present day, mm-hmm. is there a, what kind of? Now you have two. You have two children. Uh, yes. Yes. And uh, what, what, were there any like traditions that were like important for you to to pass on? Any sort of. <sighs> You mean like religion, or what do you mean like anything? Like whether like, it's it could be religion, or it could be like, you know, no elbows on the dinner table. Um, oh, or, you mean like manners? Well, yeah, <laughs> just things that were you're like that's manners. This is, that's not a tradition. Okay, I don't know where you're raised. All right, all right. Uh, or like <laughs> I open presents on Christmas Eve instead of Christmas Day, or. Or uh, we have Sunday night dinners with family. I, I don't know. Was there anything like that that when you had a kid, it you're was, like, I want to do this? No, but what it was, I think what our family always did well was be kind of flexible as with – it was never about <laughs> – like the ritual of whatever holiday it was or anything like we do it this way this mm-hmm. time or you know and in our family we don't have a we don't say grace like that you know that kind of stuff like mm-hmm. it was never it was always well okay so we can all get together on Tuesday this year because all the families can do that so we're all going to get together on Tuesday and we're going to have Thanksgiving on Tuesday and, like, it's nice. not, like, one of those things where, like, you know, there's a matriarch or a patriarch that's like, oh, now, if we have it on <laughs> Tuesday, you know, I can't let you go to church with me anymore. That kind of, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like I would look, and I realize, you know, as you get older and stuff, and I keep saying that, but it is that thing you realize, like, oh, that's cool that I have a family that's like, yeah, we can believe whatever, but this is how the family thing works. Mm-hmm. Is like, as long as we're... Like, we do, and this is something I couldn't imagine growing up, but it doesn't seem odd at all now as an adult, but now we do a lot of our Christmas in 
in Destin, Florida with my grandmother because she <laughs> yeah. has like a condo there because uh, she goes in Snowbirds. So we did, I've done, I've done Christmas several years in Florida, which like is like, I couldn't imagine that as like a t- 11 or 12 year old. Like, and when you're older, we'll do this in Florida. I'd be like, go oh, fuck yourself. I want snow. We do it. If we do it at mom and dad's house, and this is what we do. <laughs> so as it, an adult, we're like, no, Florida sounds great. That's good. It's, it's cool. That sounds beautiful. And then our kids are, they just, wherever, you know. Yeah, they they're growing up in paradise, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's nice. It's nice in LA. Um so it it seems kind of the tradition was just like you get the whole family together. That was important to Yeah, it's like a, at least two or three times a year we all kind of get together. Is the important thing. Would you guys have like family reunions with t-shirts or was it more just a informal thing? Not in my immediate family, but there's, uh, like, you know, I've been to, like, a couple of those where it's, like, every time I've been to one of those, I'm, like, I know, like, three people. <laughs> yeah. You're, like, these people are my family? Yeah, and they're, like, and, and then your grandma was, like, well, that's, like, your third cousin, and then everyone else, not really. And you're, like, <laughs> what are we doing here? The barbecue's Yeah, good. I've been to, like, two of those, and then afterwards, but I think my dad and mom are, like, we're not. Because I didn't think about that till just now. I bet they knew even less people than we did. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, we had a few of those where it was like extended family, and it's even like awkward conversations. Even more awkward when you're like family, but you're like four times removed, and you're like, I should should we have anything in common? Probably not, but we're family, I guess. Uh. It's so funny to me now. Because when you're kids, you could go play with kids. Because, yeah. like, hide-and-go-seek is universal. Like, you know, ta- all those mm-hmm. games, those, you know, softball or whatever, all those are pretty universal games that you can fall pretty deep, like, fast into. But, like, adults, it is funny. I've been to a couple where you're just like, it's so obvious. You're like, oh, we would never talk to each other outside this interaction <laughs> in a million years. Yeah. Uh, uh, I uh, I don't yeah I don't think I've seen most of those people since since the last family reunion like thirty years ago. I don't I have trouble I have a lot of cousins I have like forty uh, like upwards of forty so yeah it's like I when there's a new one born it takes me like four or five years to learn their name and then even yeah, like I'm way e- behind yeah even now when I go back and like like pre corona but I see them. I'd be like, hey, what's up? Um, um, and it takes me like thirty seconds. Like, John, <laughs> David, what's up? I yeah, I don't address the children because <laughs> I'll get, I will get. I know, like, <laughs> this is, a, and I, if they listen, they listen. But there's like, uh, it it is, and what it is, it's like your cousins and stuff that you're friends with that mm-hmm. you're like, that's who I know. Their kids, I'm like, hey, there's something, and then the other cousins, you're just like, hey, we were never tied anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's a cool kid, and they're like, yeah, cool kid, you got too, and you're like, all right, so <laughs> we don't have to do that. <laughs> well, I'm gonna go talk to your brother; he's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, then there's just like, 
it is weird because there is that pressure because they're like, especially if you don't, because if you don't live there, mm-hmm. yeah, and then you go back, so you're not around as much. So they do notice when you're there more. Mm-hmm. So you're in the crosshairs a little harder, and they're like, "Hey, hey, what are you?" And you're like, "Ah." And I bet you get it because it's like you're a comedian. You live in Los Angeles. Like you gotta like go through. It's almost like when you're in like school and people are like, "How's school?" You get like the same questions and you gotta keep on recycling yeah, the same th- answers. Yeah, I mean the cool thing is like one of my cousins. He's like a comedy nerd. <laughs> nice. So he knows where I'm at on the totem pole, which is pretty cool. <laughs> if that makes sense. No, so I. I like, that makes. But does he ever like shoot it to you straight? And you're like, damn, I thought I was doing better than. No, <laughs> every now and then, he, every now and then though, he'll like somebody. I'll just be like, you shouldn't like. <laughs> yeah, that. that or I'll just, or I'll just go back because he does like have that. good taste. So then I'll go back and be like, is there something? Uh, <laughs> Maybe I'm being too hard on them. Yeah, but there's one I was th- there's one specific I was like, you're just not. It's it's not. Did you he's have a to better actor? He's not a stand up. <laughs> did later. Yeah, there there are times when you're like disappointed in people. Like uh, one of my one of my good friends, I watched a special with with her, and um, I'm not gonna say who it was, but it, it's it was like a, it was more of a one man show, and I was just like. Okay, yeah, like he's good at this, but it's not really comedy. And like, like I remember like turning, like you know, turning it off. And I'm like, what do you think? She's like, I loved it. And I'm like, oh no, like oh no, this is what the people want, and this is what I hate. Oh, there is uh, that early in stand up is such a lesson, especially if you are, uh, <laughs> if you're a comedy nerd. Like, that was a hard lesson for me because, like, before I even – I started studying it, and then I started going to the comedy club, and then you see these guys are like, this dude is so fucking good. He's so good. Mm-hmm. And then you're like – you show up on Thursday night, and there's, like, 11 people in the crowd. And you're like, <laughs> what is happening? Was Is there, like, a wreck? Is there something <laughs> – traffic was there no one here and they're like oh yeah he's not a draw and you're like what what yeah uh and then yeah then the next week it's somebody who's like all right we're gonna clap our hands three times if you like pussy and it's (laughs) sold out and you're like i have i is it too late to go back to school oh no (laughs) yeah i've started comedy in dayton ohio and we don't like there. They had a at the Wiley's Comedy Club where I started. Mm-hmm. There was a open mic on Sundays, but I'd I'd stick around and watch like the headlining act do the Sunday night. And you're you're totally right. Like some of the best comics I saw had like 18 people in the crowd and would still like put on these uh, tour de force performances. And then there would be a guy with, like with a guitar singing about uh, like you know Middle Eastern people and, and like vaginas and. It'd be packed to the rafters, people fucking falling out of their seats, and I'm just like, oh no! And just throwing money at him, like, do it again, (laughs) do the magic again. (laughs) I want that CD. Yeah, it was just, yeah, it was, yeah, that was a. But you, you, you're like a real. I mean, you've traveled the road a lot. Um, You've been the Middle East. You've you've tra. You've opened for a lot of people. Um, 
Is it, has yeah, it been- I decided stand-up was my thing, so yeah. that's what I pursued real hard. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I just, before I, I, I realized before I went to New York or L.A., I wanted to be really good at it. Mm-hmm. Because that seemed to be the mistake a lot of people were making. And then I got to New York and L.A. after I was pretty good. And I was like, oh, I should have came here, like, way sooner. <laughs> that's that's how I felt when I got to New York. I was like, oh, yeah, I should have I should have moved from Chicago about five years earlier. Cause it, yeah. Uh, some, a lot of it's Because people like, are like, what about New York? And you're like, New York, here's the thing. And I should have saw this because I lived in Nashville, and I used to say this to people like, oh, Nashville, you get to see so much good music. And you're like, no, you get to see all the terrible music. It's mostly people that think they're good at music. You get to hear all the good music that comes out of Nashville. It makes it out of Nashville. And then when I went to New York, that's when it was like, oh, this is like Nashville for Stand up. It's like, <laughs> there's so much terrible stand up. Yeah, yeah. Is, it is my. There's some of the best in the there's world. Some of the best in the world. Also, yeah. of there's well, like you don't even know the depths of the terrible comedy until you move to and you're at like a 2 p.m. mic on a Tuesday in the East Village. And you're like, who the fuck are these people? Oh, it is. Yeah, it is. So fascinating. Where you're like, what? Hold up. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It confuses the shit. I mean, I mean, I know s- what people would consider successful stand-ups that I don't think understand how it works. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. I think that's a very fair statement. So. You, you're. Has it been hard? Like since you had. So you. Your oldest. Is it cool if I share the name? I believe. Danger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So how how old's Danger now? He's eleven. He's eleven. Damn. Um. Yeah. So you. Yeah. I mean, you had Danger pretty young, huh? Yeah, I was eleven. Um. <laughs> 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 but I mean, was it hard, like, like being on the road and and, and having a, a kid? Was it hard? Because I um, mean, eleven years no. ago, I imagine you were probably, you know, early in your comedy career. Um, did you find it like tough to to get out or? No, well, I was opening for a pretty success. I mean, a very successful uh, headliner, which helped. And then I was starting to close shows my own. Um, and then, uh, my first wife, she had a a real good job, and then we lived in Seattle. Okay. And. I told her, hey, I'll stop going on the road the first six or seven months of his life. I won't stop doing comedy. I could do comedy around Seattle, yeah. but Seattle's I won't got travel. Great scene. Or anything. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you get up every night if you want. It's great. Um, and so that's kind of what I did. And then we had already having trouble. So, mm. uh yeah, we we broke up probably. We split up, separated probably like a year or so after he was uh, was born, I guess. Yeah. So, but that part was never. That wasn't like 
that was never really in question. I mean, like, so you just you just knew, like, all right, well, I'll just take a break from the road for a while and meet my <laughs> – get to know my kid and help help everything. Be there, yeah, yeah, because my my ex-wife wanted to go back to work very fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she even went back before she had to. So, like, and I didn't mind being there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a, a woman that was helping us who would come in early in the mornings because I would come back, you know – come back late and then the morning radio person would have to come leave early so we'd have somebody and then I'd get up and be with the baby and I kind of loved I mean I'm kind of doing that now mm-hmm. uh, yeah because you have a you have a, a, a second child and and uh, Wilder's two now Is he two yeah it'd be two tomorrow oh shit happy birthday yeah yeah. Wow. You know, I remember it. Uh, it's awesome because he's two. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah. No. It, well, you guys had a, a fabulous first birthday party. I think I talked about this on Aaron's podcast, but it was like, it's one of the best one-year-old birthday parties I've ever been to because I felt like it was fun for everybody. Like adults, there were people who don't ha- didn't have kids who were there. All the kids were having fun. There was a bouncy castle. There was like a live band. Who were playing oh, yeah. kids songs, but My they friend. were still like, they were still like fucking rocking out. <laughs> it was like it was great. That's uh, there's some legit musicians. Those are some pals of mine. Um, and th- yeah, I forgot about that. Holy shit, that was a fun party. That I was. remember, and <laughs> uh, I remember not having fun until like probably the second half of that party. Okay, because. Uh, Aaron did my, I mean, all of it. I helped with the musicians and, mm-hmm. you know, some logistics, but that was all her. And I just remember thinking the whole time she was very stressed about it. And then I was very confused as to why <laughs> we were doing all this for a one-year-old. Like, cause uh-huh. I already had one. So I was like, I don't think you, it's like, mm-hmm. and then it occurred to me, I was like, oh, this isn't about me. This no. isn't about the baby. This is not about. <laughs> there you go. And then I was like, and then I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this is and because if, once I realized that, then I had to make sure it was all okay the first half of the party, and then mm-hmm. after that, I was like, this is fun, yeah, yeah. But yeah, was that great. was a realization. I mean, those are realizations when you're like, why are you? This is not. That's the difference between men and women too, because like, we're dumb. We are we are quite dumb, um, but you're right. Yeah, like the first birthday, they always say it's more for for the parents. You're like celebrating, just keeping your your kid alive, and that was and you know that was your second child. So you were even like, all right, I've done this before. Like, but it's you know, not. I've done this. Is yeah, and like an asshole. <laughs> it wasn't. I don't I'm, know if it, was asshole. it malicious or was it just like you're 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 an idiot. I think it was like. <laughs> I guess that's an unfair question, but. I think I was just like I. I didn't understand the who. You know what I mean. Yeah. I think there's that part of like just being a dumb dumb where I was like, "What is she so?" Like, okay, here's a funny story of me being a crazy person. <laughs> Not even a crazy person, just that, because I describe having like the pregnancy as like it's like mushrooms, where mm. you forget all the bad stuff. Uh, so you'll do it again. <laughs> but the cool thing is that when you do it again, all the bad stuff comes back. 
so you know how to handle it. <laughs> so you're like, oh, this is this, and it'll be, we just go over here, and this will be fine. So it's not like a thing, you, you don't pay, it's not like, oh, this is, so it carries over to, you know, when you have the first one, you learn all the things. Mm-hmm. You learn the, the things, the check, the do, to do, and they're in there forever. Whether you realize it or not, if you do them the way you're supposed, <laughs> you know, like a like a parent's supposed to do them, uh-huh. they're in there forever, and you don't realize that you forget about them. Thank God, because uh-huh. um, if you did remember, you'd be like, "I'm never having sex again." <laughs> and every time you'd come, you're like, "Get this stuff out of here! Get it out of here!" <laughs> Get it. Sir, so take dangerous. this away. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is the, um. So she's, it was like the, uh, pardon me, it was the, uh, one of the first couple nights we were back after Wilder was born. Mm-hmm. And I think it was the first, like, she was like, I'm going to get up and get him when he, when he's doing his thing tonight or whatever. And I was like, okay. And I was just laying there and she's just holding it. And he's just crying, you know, because he's <laughs> yeah. just like, ah, because that's all he can do. And I'm just like laying there. And I was like, in my head, I'm like, do the things, check the things. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like the first or second night, you know, yeah. she does it. Yeah. And I was just like, why aren't you checking? And then I'm just like, <laughs> you know, sleep deprived. And I'm just like, why aren't you checking? And I. I I roll over and she's just holding him. She's just crying. I was like, "Oh, cause you don't know what things to check." I'm so sorry. Yeah. I was like, "It's gonna be. He's hungry. He's this or this. That's all the that's things all you have it, to yeah. check." And that's all he's. And I was like, "Oh," and she she's like, "I didn't know." And I was like, "How could you? That's my fault." <laughs> but I was getting really mad that you weren't checking <laughs> the things you didn't know about. Just getting up. Yeah. That is so it, it is like those babies it is usually one of what three things hungry tired poop poop yeah. yeah unless you get unlucky with some colic or something well i mean that's what i'm saying like that's if it's not those three things then you're like then we have to go to another thing yeah yeah and we escalate the situation yeah but yeah it was like once she figured out she's like oh and i was like yeah it's real quick too if you take care of those things they Get real quiet. It's awesome. That yeah. <laughs> and it's pretty chill after that. That yeah. I mean, are there any other instances where you're like you because because Aaron's like she's she's on top of it. She's on top of things. Like like you said with the party, she's like she's uh I would say she's an organizer and she's a uh, you know she's running shit. But uh, were there any other instances where you're like you, since you had been through before, you're like all right, this is I I got this. One. Well, like you said. She's like an organizer and has a plan for everything mm-hmm. and the way she needs things done. And I don't know, you have children, mm-hmm. and you know, you they love plans. They love them. <laughs> yeah, they're big on them. Yeah, they just love doing what you say all the time, anytime, even when they're being fun. They love it. Um, so I'm better at being just like, okay, like, sure. <laughs> she's already she's already before we had you know before we had Wilder and even really before 
uh, we were doing a lot of transportation with danger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I always had to remind her she doesn't when she plans like it's like she could teleport from one event to the other. I'm like every time you plan things like I don't <laughs> you you act like you you don't have to get in a car and go to another place mm-hmm. that takes so much time with kids you got to like pack things make sure they're what you do with your shoes and like you know it's, it's just, just they don't yeah and once they're in, in the car they're like we live in the car now so <laughs> i'm gonna nest here and then you're like no, no. you don't where it's like 10 minutes they're like no this is this is where yeah. We, yeah how how many how many events have you been to in a single day where you're like this is too many what do you think three uh, plus four have where how many uh the good thing is quarantine. Yeah. He's been <laughs> It's been pretty chill as far as going places. But yeah, that's good. I we did like three or four one time. Yeah, that's it it was just I mean, sometimes she Yeah, and then we have family on the west side. So sometimes she'll act like it's close. Mm-hmm. And it's not. It's not. It's just not close. I Even mean, when the, there's no traffic, it's still like a thing. Yeah, it feels like a road trip. It might be 16 miles away, but it is. It's in another state. I, as far as I'm concerned, I did. I said that to my friend. I was like, I would rather fly. <laughs> I'd rather go get on an airplane and go on that trip than than drive across town on a Sunday and then back across town. It's like when you have like auditions. Why? I'm like, I don't know. I just feel so tired by the end of the it's day. It's a lot. Like, this sucks. Whenever I had like a like an audition or I had to like go to like Santa Monica during the day, I'd I'd pack drinks and snacks, and that's just for me, an adult. Like children in the car, you're like, all right, get the iPad. We got, uh, I got toys. I got snacks. I got. It's like it's just it's a lot. I like it. Do you? Yeah, I mean, if I'm being, it is a lot, and there's certain days where I'm like, oh, we're just not going places today because I'm not feeling up to this shit. We're going to fucking, we'll play, you know. Yeah. Um. And then there's other days where I'm like, yeah, we're going to do like four things, and I'm going to take you to see some cool stuff. And then, you know, we'll do like one and a half of the things I had. Yeah. <laughs> Which is still fun for me, you know yeah. what I mean? Because like I think they see like, oh, the way Dad does stuff is way different Wait. than everybody else. What are what are like cool things that you want to show your kids? Uh, like I like taking them to the to like uh, oh okay a fun thing that my son and I do is the Invader Street Artist. Okay. You know who he is? Yeah, yeah. He has an app that you can oh. take a picture of his stuff and you can collect them. Oh, that's cool. So there's we drive around, and then I took him to see. Uh, we drove around L.A. looking for him, and then he had a, a an exhibit downtown. Invader did at OTI, and the day I took him down there, they were. <laughs> this is sad. I wish I had had. I wish I had my credit card on me because I didn't. What I we walked up on some hype beast shit happening. Oh shit. <laughs> And uh, 
And I knew it too. I was like, "Why are y'all lined up at eleven on a Sunday morning oh, in the arts no. district?" Because I was like, "We'll go early." Yeah. With the, I was like, "There'll be nobody," and I was Beat like, "What?" Crowd. And it was, it was just like white dudes and Asian dudes in sweatpants and Yeezys, oh, and I was yeah. like, "Something's oh. happening. Something, <laughs> something cool is happening." That's a, a sure sign of something cool. Yeah, I was like, I don't know what, it, and they, they were selling like these prints of Invader. And you could only buy one, and they had a limited, and they were like fifteen hundred bucks a print. And I was like, man, if I, I knew enough that I was like, ah, uh, but we weren't in line. Like, if I would have got us in the car, back to the house to get the card, yeah, to come back, wasn't happening. The line, and they would have been gone. But <laughs> I was just like. And then so we just went through the thing, and you know, my he went nuts and loved it. And then the other day I looked it up, and they were they're selling for like fucking fifteen grand. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but that, at that point you'd be like going into his room, being like, uh, "I need to take this poster off your wall and sell it." No, I would have told him straight up, like, "Oh, this is not for you. <laughs> this is. It might be for you one day. One day. This money. I'm, yeah, you can have yeah. it when I'm dead. That's when you can yeah. have it. Yeah." It'll be worth the hundred thousand dollars when Daddy's dead. So. <laughs> Are there any like life lessons that I mean, other than you know, this this will be yours when Daddy's dead? Uh, is there any like other? <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, That's not even true. Yeah, no, uh, no. <laughs> um, no, I think uh, I think what my parents got through to me. And what I want to get through to them is there's like a couple of lessons I, I take that is that you're never really done learning. Like that's the thing. As long as you keep learning, mm-hmm. you're never, it's, uh, when you stop, you are done. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then my dad, you know, he's a football coach. And I call him like a far-sighted or near-sighted Buddha, which I forget which one he is. Uh, but it, I just hear his voice a lot. Just be like, get back up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's important to the whole thing. Is like, listen, if you get back up. That's all that matters. That's pretty much, that's like 90% of it right there. Yeah. It's like. And and it doesn't mean like you know, a couple of times I try to get up and I was like real bad hurt and he's like, That's not what that means. Uh, <laughs> I see bone coming out of your leg. Yeah, he's like, You are injured, yeah. you are not hurt. That is different. You know, that kind of shit. We're like, I yeah. wanna play and you're like, motherfuckers, you can't. You can't walk. Uh he's like, It's the right spirit, you idiot. Um So that kind of stuff. And then just that was it, and and then my dad's. I just there's like a lot of. Th- I mean, having a football coach as a father is like yeah. a, and a good football coach as a father is like a, was a blessing. And then my mom, she's an English teacher. She's like if that lady, if that monk that taught Uma Thurman and Kill Bill Two was an English teacher. <laughs> That's that's my mom. <laughs> She's a lot. She she makes uh, the students carry up 
jugs of water up. Well, just those things where you're just like, at the time, you're like, yeah. why am why do I have to punch this board from two two inches away <laughs> until I bleed? Yeah. And then, then 15 years later, you're in a coffin, and you're like, ah. Thanks, she Mom. She knew what she was doing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's really interesting. I didn't – so you're, both your parents are, are – not just teachers to you, but to teachers to a lot of a lot of kids. That's, that's yeah, mom. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Though that's been cool. Like yeah. as an adult, seeing how many people that my parents kind of like uh, meant something to. Yeah, like they. Yeah, yeah. That's been pretty. It's like yeah, I almost got kind of emotional about that. It's like that's a cool thing when like other people are like, man your dad or your mom like they they like really helped me get through this thing and you're just like oh cool yeah no that's like that is cool and so, it, it's amazing like even those you know short interact or not short inter- but you know i'm sure your mom's only teaching these kids for a year and your dad probably you know isn't what four years um teaching these kids and like it those things just can make an impact on somebody for the rest of their life it's it's like pretty incredible yeah, I mean, like, I think that's, it, it was a gift for me, like, stand-up-wise, too, like, um, because I can, we used to take, you know, guys home that didn't have rides, and mm-hmm. you were just like, we'd, I'd have to get up way earlier than everybody else, because we had to go pick up, like, two dudes to get up, because they didn't. They wanted to play football, but their parents couldn't get them there. Or that you know, mm-hmm. somebody would be like, "Oh, yeah. I'll come get you." you know that kind of, and you just get to see. I remember, you know, because teachers don't make a ton of money. No. So I remember being like, "Man, I wish like why don't I have this batting glove or what? You know, like why can't?" Not saying it out loud, but like being like me about mm-hmm. it to myself, and then seeing like. You know, see guys that lived like not in like an actual trailer, but like a trailer that like yeah, in the like, he- a double like hillbilly, sh- or something. Yeah, yeah, just like hillbilly shit where you're just like, oh, and you know their dad's a drunk, and they're they're having to rise above all this thing just to get out of the house, and then play on top of it, play football, and then get a ride. It was just like these things were these things I my parents were showing me. While I was also in high school, mm-hmm. so there were like the, these lessons that were it was just like some of the stuff I was lucky enough not to get caught up in because of this, and I don't think a lot of it. I mean, I'm sure some of it was on pre- on purpose, but some of it was just like just what you do, yeah, kind of thing. Is like, hey, this is it's a leading by example kind of thing, and if you want me to cry. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Do I want you to cry? I'll just show, t- just show me teams working together and just like getting yeah. excited for each other. And <laughs> like, I love that shit so much. What what movies get you crying? Remember the Titans? What 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 kind of? I mean, that's a guy. That one doesn't. That make, ma- I mean, it might make me it, tear up a little bit. But I, I mean, Denzel's so good, and he's he had so football, good. and then. And just like races coming together, especially from the south, that was like a. Um, 
Rudy doesn't do it for me. Although, no. you know what? This is just because I know too much of that real story. Wait, was he an asshole? Are you oh. Not Rudy was an asshole? For the worst. Really? Oh, and that motherfucker that uh, that John Favreau played uh-huh. was uh, he managed this hypnotist for a while. So what? I met that dude. He is a sleaze no. ball. It was heartbreaking, and I I my I told my dad, and he thought it was funny. And then he told my mom, and my mom was just heartbroken. She's oh. like, I still think it's a good story. I was like, it's a great movie. It's still a great movie. It's just those were bad people. <laughs> oh, uh. So that one doesn't do it, but I actually, and this is just a testament to that movie, and the, it's a well-made movie. And then, but when Ned Beatty claps after, yeah. just the way he does, like, yeah. oh, <laughs> you're just like he's so good at acting. That is so. Yeah. <laughs> there's just yeah, there's a couple scenes in Rudy where it's like I know it's all bullshit, but. They hired the right. They cast the right people in these scenes. That, you know, or and or if I need a good cry, just the sports center on a Sunday morning. Always, there's always yeah, these there's like always, uh, two stories where the music slows down. You're like, God damn it, here it is. Here yeah, it is. They put a special needs kid in, and he hits like a, ha- a half court shot, and the fucking place goes nuts. And you're just like, Oh my god, so beautiful. Oh, those are the. Uh, those are the best. Yeah. Or just some kid had cancer and now he's like all at ACC or something. You're like, yeah, he is. Yeah. Yes, he is. <laughs> like you I were... wake up the whole family like, what are you doing? I'm scream crying. <laughs> he's a, he hit a three. And you were um, you were a baseball player as well, right? Because you, know, you were like. Sure. Where, I mean, did you make it to, you played in college. Yeah, I didn't play professionally or anything but, no um, do you go to the were you in like the triple a's or the no or not no, triple a's God, i'm sorry no, single never a's. Got, they never no, paid no, me no. a dime to play baseball okay. uh i played in uh junior college at a uh we were it's it's the weirdest it sounds like a brag but it's just it i think it's funny because <laughs> okay. we were the we were the number one team in it, it, number one ranked team in junior college baseball both the years I played on the team which is and then I like to quote my friend Dan Whitehurst he says he's like that's like having big, the biggest dick in third grade <laughs> and I was like it it does feel like that where it's like man it is cool but it's also like ah it's but I think people in baseball understand it's like it's somewhat impressive, but outside of baseball, it is. It just sounds like so. You went to community college, you're like I did, I did, <laughs> I did, and we were the best community college. Yeah, but like people who understand sports realize like those kind of programs got people into like higher divisional schools after they get their. Most in baseball, well, yeah, that's what they do in other sports, but in baseball, it's they do this thing that I didn't even know about. Until I got, until I was already on this team, that some of the players I played with were owned by uh, franchises. Really? And because they had been drafted. drafted I, they've been drafted. They call it draft and follow. Oh. Uh, and I don't know if they still do that. This was 20 years ago, I guess. So I'm sure they might have new terms or it's shadier or whatever. But <laughs> like, there's like. 
two or three dudes I played with in junior college that one dude uh, was after our season went and played for the Mets, not the Mets, but went and got paid to play in the minor leagues. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of dudes got drafted, and then a lot of free agents. And then, yeah, and then a lot of people went to other schools and played. I was done. I mean, I could have went and played after that, but I was like, I just, the dream wasn't what I thought it was. Yeah. That was a weird thing to have to deal with at 19, 20 years old. Did you have that moment in comedy, too? (laughs) No. I think because of what that. Wow, that's a good question. Um, that I'd never considered before, and it probably helped me tremendously yeah. in comedy. It's not quite. That it's not ever what you imagine in your head. I knew what the grind of being a professional baseball player would take, mm-hmm. and it was. I did. It didn't interest me at all because I was like, oh, I don't love it like some of these motherfuckers do. Mm-hmm. Um. And I knew I mean, it's interesting. Like, it that was hard for me to not admit, but accept. Yeah. Uh, because I think I viewed it as failure, as some kind of failure at the time, where I was like, ah, oh. and it wasn't failure as much as like understanding who I was on some level that I even was like, this is not what you thought this was, and there were going to be people that or chasing this dream in a way that you so I think going into comedy I knew immediately to look for all the uh darkness I guess for lack of a better term yeah that makes sense is that like um I mean that's almost something that you can kind of pass on a little bit is just like I don't know. You got to love something if you, like, want to pursue it. Um, well, it's, you know, you're just passionate about what you're doing. And I was talking to my friend. Uh, he's having lady troubles. Mm-hmm. We were, and uh, I went through some, some stuff with my ex that, you know, makes you wiser. And we were just talking about other stuff and it just hit and then we were talking I was like well man the <clears throat> I took this from the my podcast Grown Local which is about cannabis mm-hmm. and we were talking to these guys out in Humboldt County that were part of they've there's some of them are having trouble with the transition from legal from illegal to legal huh. and all that and just mentally and I think lifestyle wise and things like that. And it, it, I was talking to one of them and I was like, well, you have to accept this. Even if you disagree with it, acting like it's not happening is that doesn't do you any good. Mm-hmm. And it was the same as like my twenties and like some of my thirties as I was coming out of it. I told my friend was like, part of getting to know yourself as a human being and when you're honest with yourself is looking at that darkness in Mm -hmm. yourself that we all have and if you're not honest about it it will fucking get you yeah but if you're honest about it you can you can fucking 
talk to it and keep it and be like, <laughs> oh, this is what this is. You mm-hmm. stay over there. This is, and but if you act like, oh, I don't have that, that motherfucker's coming after you. And I was like lucky enough to get through certain things to make those realizations. So that's, I think having kids too helps. Yeah. You start looking at life as a cycle and how you need to pass things down and not just like a, you're a Tasmanian. (laughs) (laughs) It uh, it gives you a a, a long game. You know, you want to, you want to see the bigger picture, I suppose. Um, well, and also, I remember, even when I had my first son, and I was still a little bit of, I mean, I was still of a mess, I was not as a big of a mess as my other friends. It helped me deal with comedians better when I had children, because <laughs> it's, because I stopped seeing them for what they were saying, and just like, oh, you're just like hungry, you need to go eat, <laughs> or like... Or just like when you see their act, you're like, man, that's mad. Like, how long have you been on the road? You're like six weeks. Or like, you need to you need to go rest for like fucking the, like three days, dude. Because you are cranky. You are a cranky motherfucker right now. Yeah, someone sneezes and they're like, "Fuck you for heckling." It's like, All right, yeah, exactly, easy, like, dude. You gotta you gotta sleep. <laughs> so, do you, uh, Billy, is there any? Um, I mean, I you've been kind of doling out gems all the way through this but is there any advice that you would give um parents out there or anybody any any general advice um don't stop learning yeah that's a good that's such that's so important uh, i i mean i remember it wasn't super recently a couple of years ago where i like i think i felt like i was in a rut and i I was just like at some point like I I stopped like trying to be better and like and like you know learn and like just trying to be better every day and like I like had to like get like redouble myself to that and I was just like you know I don't don't know like I was in such a well I know it's it's everything around us media wise and all that everything that's being sold to us is like hey you get this we're gonna coast after we get this shit's gonna be yeah. fucking easy baby that's the way everything and then you're just like i just don't like i think if you look at anyone that is successful or is trying to get success or is taking care of themselves has that period where they're like they can show you a picture like hey look how fat i was from like 27 to like 31 and you're like what the hell and you're like Man, I just thought I had it figured out, and we we're just gonna coast on bacon and fucking. <laughs> I had Netflix. It's like all your friends are just like, yeah, I had a decent. Like, especially if they got middle management at like twenty six, twenty seven. <laughs> yeah, it's over. So I have some of those friends now. Like a couple of them have lost like a hundred and fifty pounds. I'm like, yeah, dude, you gained a hundred pounds in like three months because you got a raise. <laughs> Yeah, you could afford more food, and then you ate that race. Yeah, and then you're like, I'm not doing cocaine anymore. <laughs> I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna eat flour. <laughs> so, Billy, um, quick, uh, we have a, we have a one game we play on this podcast. It's just called Time Capsule, right? And basically, I just ask you a couple questions, and then you put it away, and then in 20 years, uh, you see if if you're your predictions come true. All right. Oh, Christ. 
Yeah, all right. So, <laughs> no, it's very low stakes. <laughs> who who knows if the the it's clock like in twenty the, years like this is the saddest <laughs> podcast follow up of all time. Yeah. <laughs> you were There's wrong. Three people listening, like yeah. I'm glad they followed up. Honestly. Oh, <laughs> uh, so um, all right. So you have okay. You have a child, Danger and Wilder. Yeah. What do you think your grandchildren's name will be? Grand- I mean, boy and a girl. Please. Probably. Do you mean do boy and a girl? Yeah. I mean, probably like, like, like Brittany and Chad. If we're being <laughs> honest. You think they're gonna rebel against the, the the uh, yeah it was cool like names? Maud, Maud <laughs> and Edward. Yes, uh, Paul and Susan. Yeah, they go back to like whatever happened to like normal names. <laughs> Fair enough. Paul and Susan, Chad and Evelyn, maybe. Evelyn. Evelyn's Evelyn. a good one. All right, I think I think you're I, you're probably right because it always it it you know there's Gwyneth Paltrow named her kid Apple. That kid is not gonna name their kid uh, like a fruit you know it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be steve it's gonna be like yeah like irene this yeah, is my yeah, daughter irene yeah. <laughs> my my mom is crazy um uh what do you think um what do you think if you can do danger and wilder what do you think their uh extracurriculars in school will be huh dangers will be Something art related for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Wilder's man, I don't know. He's uh, he likes cars, but he's also just like he's he's got a good arm. He does have a good arm, and he's oh, he is. I think he'll be. Think we will need to be. He will need to be in athletics for sure. Just for just like he's got like a. No fear problem. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, Where it's yeah. just like, like you turn around and you're like, how'd you even get up? Okay, we're going to have to keep you busy. This is... <laughs> and and Danger's like really good at art and stuff. Like, um, He's athletic, but he doesn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. So, so I just try to push him like towards swimming and things like that where it's like, it's like, yo, you're good at this and you should you should know how to work your athletic body just from yeah. just from a maintenance standpoint. Yeah. Not even from a competitive. Because he's very competitive, so I think if you're super competitive like he is and wasn't in sports early on, it's tough to get into sports like that. Yeah, that makes sense. From what I remember. Were you competitive? And then the, the, Sorry? Say what? No, no, you go. Go ahead. I don't know what I was doing. No, who who knows what I was gonna say? Um, all right. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think uh, their first detention will be? If they get one, their first what detention? Detention? Yeah, in school. What do you think it will be for? Oh, for sure, my son will say uh, the oldest danger will it will be running that trap to a teacher. Ah, <laughs> uh, it will probably be something that would be like, yeah, you you need detention for saying that. Um, <laughs> and then Wilder, 
I don't know. He's. I could. Yeah. I could see him like the he's senior prank. So could, He'll like get yeah. caught for breaking in school and like I don't know. Yeah, he seems clever. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just yeah. like it's going to be something like making fun of somebody, and we're like, dude, the timing was just not great <laughs> on that one. But it was a. Good That's one. what I try to teach him too. I teach both of them. Like, it's. I'm not. I don't care what you say or when you're say. It's just like, hey, there's a time and a place for all this. Mm-hmm. So that's why there are consequences to certain things. You can say anything, but that's a good. That's it's a like good that lesson. thing. When you're growing up, everyone tells you, like, you can't do this. You can't do that. You go to jail if you do that. Well, they don't really tell you, like, you can do that. <laughs> yeah. Like, you can just do it. You can go, you can rob if you, a bank. You just might get caught. Yeah. You can just do it. It's just like, but <laughs> in your head, when you're growing up, you're just like, you can't do that. And then one day you realize, like, oh, you can just do all that shit they're saying <laughs> not to. <laughs> It's just the timing. It is really it is the timing. <clears throat> and who and what's getting hurt and all that I mean, there's some other yeah. factors in it, but it is very much Yeah, if you work on Wall Street you can rob that bank in in, in certain aspects. And it's fine. Well yeah, you walk through the you don't rob the bank conventionally, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got Mm. No. Ooh. You don't wear a mask. You just go in there and you tell them who you are. <laughs> what, um, all right. So, and this one is like, so you, you host a, a, a podcast where you interview people, uh, who grow marijuana. Yeah. And cannabis, cannabis, cannabis. Oh, my apologies. Cannabis, the That's flower. Okay. We're changing, we're changing the propaganda. That's yeah, no, it's, it's. And this is kind of always has fascinated me because I, you know, we grew up in a world where it was illegal and it was demonized and it's been demonized culturally. And there's many factors <laughs> behind that. A lot of them, you know, racial. But um, but now it's like legalized. And I think you and I both know it's no it's probably much better for you than alcohol or at least less destructive. You know, um, Oh no, 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 no. It's not even close. It's not even. <laughs> alcohol is, sh- alcohol is straight up poison. Yeah, no, it's poison. It's poison. It is bad for your body. So cannabis, your body has a cannabinoid system inside it that is built to receive all these medicines. Huh. Yeah. So isn't that crazy? It is crazy, and. We've been all like cycle, like just okay. So, I moving to Los Angeles where it is legal here and like smoking a joint in, in a parking lot. And I still I get f- nervous if I see a cop go by and I'm like, wait a minute, it's legal here, but it's just like my brain. So, my question to you is, when would when would how old do your kids have to be before you would smoke weed with them? I just remember smoking with weed. them, yeah. Cause like you know in Europe uh, they they drink wine at the table when they're like thirteen, um, and it's not a big deal. I think, but it will it will depend on theirs. It will all depend on who they are, mm-hmm. uh, what they're into, 
how mature that you know whether yeah. it and then how much money i make off of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah does that make sense yeah 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 yeah, like if Daddy makes like a lot of money off cannabis, yeah, yeah, he's gonna have a hard time being like, nah, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> um, but I do believe, as much as a proponent of as I am of it, that it should wait till college for sure. Mm-hmm. And this is gonna like, I think you should drink a couple times in high school. I don't think you should smoke weed in high school. I know that sounds, and I have a cannabis, and I'm trying to change the stigma, but that is like, (laughs) I just think. I get it. I think the way alcohol is in our society, uh, well, here's the thing too, like recreationally, you shouldn't use it in, in high school. Actually, maybe you fucking should, because it makes you a little less horny. Because you you definitely wouldn't have been hiking three and a half miles to that girl's house if you guys had been smoking weed that night. I don't know if that's true. Though. <laughs> the horniness was too strong. It was. Yeah, we were. Yeah. Uh. All right. Sure. So, so how how old? House. What do you think? I would say eighteen. 18- yeah, I think it's like a, I think if it's yeah. you, eighteen is fine. I think booze should be eighteen too. Yeah. Um, I think all drugs should be eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see why not. I think they should give them psilocybin at sixteen. Sixteen. That would mm-hmm. that'd be cool if you like <laughs> you got your you got your art class, you got your gym class. Think about is... the kids you knew that did hallucinogens in high school. Okay, there are two groups of them. I think yes. there's 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 the group that that I do think they were better off you know, you need that it is true. It gives you it's like going to Europe or something. It gives you like a fuller picture of the world. Yes. Um, but then there's some that, and but maybe that's more of a larger substance abuse problem where I feel like they're getting into other things. But you yeah, know, that wasn't the that wasn't the hallucinogens. They were no, going to go no, down that yeah. road. Those and people have always, you know, one thing when people say like marijuana is a gateway drug, I'm like, I think I think the the marijuana dealer is the gateway because like if you're going to this like illegal marketplace to get weed like oh hey you want some of these things and some of these things and some of those things it's like well my thing with the gateway is it's because they lie to you about what Mm -hmm. cannabis does and what it is and then when you try it and it doesn't do any of the things and it's like very pleasant and then the next day you feel fine you, and you slept like really good. That's when the gateway happens because you're like, what the fuck else are they lying to me about? <laughs> yeah. Like literally, yeah. like at the first time, after the first time I got stoned in college, like real stoned, like that kind of like, this is the best, yeah. that kind of stone. 
I tried cocaine within the next week because I was like, what the fuck? This is bullshit. Yeah. And then you do cocaine. You're like, this is, they're telling, this one's bad. I do not. <laughs> this one is really. They weren't joking They've got to be one. more yeah. upfront about some of this stuff. It is true. And like the, it's still classified as what? Uh, level. Schedule one. Schedule one. Yeah. Which is insane. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, I'm sure Joe Biden will yeah. fix that. Um, nope. He won't. <laughs> but. Uh, what are you going to coach? Do you think you'll coach any of your children? Maybe. I don't know. What sport? I mean, I can coach anything. I played all of them. My dad coached most of them, so it's like I'm good with kids. I like teaching them stuff. So, yeah, probably. Nice. And what? Okay. Last one. What do you um? You have to pick a job or like a career. What would there? What would that be? If you had a guess. If my kids did. Yeah. Their job or career. You can either say first <laughs> job or career. I would say my oldest will probably be in video games. Probably. Cool. And like. Uh. He's very good at story and very good at art. Uh, it's impressive. Um, and Wilder, I see him doing something adrenaline based <laughs> for a living. Um, what do you think? Uh, surf? No. Um, what do you instructor for jumping out of airplanes? Yeah, just kind of like yeah, like like race car instructor oh, like hell yeah. that, not like a <laughs> yeah. race car driver but like an instructor that kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah i could just see him just being like yeah i think you, i think you nailed it i think you nailed it billy mm-hmm. uh, we'll see i hope that's not i hope he's a lot calmer than that for my sake <laughs> i guess i said that was the last one but it's not uh okay who which one of them would be would be most likely to be in a uh the next borat movie um, probably my oldest, because yeah. he likes to mess with people and scare them and stuff. Oh yeah, he does. He does. He's got some good good moves. Yeah, Spooky. he's pretty funny. Spooky Halloween party. Yeah, I remember. Um, yeah, he's always he's got gags. He's pretty funny. <laughs> he is. He's starting puberty. He's in sixth grade. It's funny to see it because. They just get a little weird and a little awkward. Uh-huh. Everything's a little awkward. It's tough for it. <laughs> Has it been hard right now? I mean, not like going to school and going through all He's that? doing well with it, but, I mean, it's got to suck. Yeah. He's doing the best. You know, they're all doing the best they can with it, but a lot of them are just stuck with their parents, playing video games with each other and then on school. So. Yeah. All right, Billy. Thank you so much for uh, for being on the podcast. Oh yes. Yeah. My pleasure, man. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, just if you could tell the people where they they could find you, I know they can't do stand up. Just for at a while, Billy. Man. If you just Google Billy Wayne Davis, all that shit, whatever platform you like, you can pick. <laughs> 
I saw you just tweeted out your your special you released that the Vimeo. Oh thing. yeah. That's I watched part of it today in in prep. It was very funny. Oh thanks, man. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, that's what's behind that paywall, and then. Oh, was I supposed to pay for it? No, 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 no. We did it when we released it. We put it behind uh, the paywall. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I sent him a thing uh, earlier this year and was like, "I'm just gonna start giving this away," and they're like, "Yeah, that's fine." <laughs> <laughs> so, they're cool. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, check out Billy's album, and I'll I'll do all the the proper stuff. But once again, Billy, thank you uh, so much for joining us and. Uh, Hopefully we'll Anytime, talk to you man. Soon. This is a this yeah. is real fun. I had a great time. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. And that was Billy Wayne Davis. You can follow Billy Wayne uh, on social media at Billy Wayne Davis and check out his podcast, The Grown Local Podcast. Great stuff. Um also, he's got, if you go to his Twitter account, there's a link to his latest, um, the video of his latest album, uh, live from Third Man Records. Uh, just uh, great stuff, so make you f- make sure you follow him. And, and while you're you're following people, as always, um, follow us here at Doing My Best Pod. And you can follow me at Not Mike Joyce. Thanks to my brother Tom for the music. Thanks to Julia Johns for the album artwork, or for the podcast artwork. You get the deal. We'll be back next week. Until then, keep doing your best.